Hello and welcome to Talk the Line. On this podcast, I talk to some of our favourite people about the subjects that they are passionate about. This week, we're at Iceland Airwaves talking to Milky Whale. Milky Whale was born out of a performative project for dance school and has become one of the country's most inventive pop artists. And today, we're talking to one half of the duo, Nalkorka Magnus Dottir, about entrepreneurialism. Hello, it's lovely to meet you. Hi, <laughs> it's lovely to meet you as well. Oh my God, also the Sunday morning of airwaves. Yeah, it's like that's an effort to be here on the it Sunday morning of airwaves. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel quite good. The weather is nice and, you know, there's always like this nice kind of, I don't know, vibe in town, in airwaves. Yeah. And the Sunday mornings or the Sundays are always quite nice as well. Yeah, I feel quite, I feel fine. Yeah, yeah, we feel, feel fine. We feel fine. Yeah, I will have my cup of coffee and then I will feel even better. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about okay, so entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and innovators. Yes, but I guess in my head I always thought to be an entrepreneur you had to invent something. Mm-hmm. But that's not really true, is it? But it's just that's kind of what we always associate entrepreneurs with is innovation. Yeah, I mean. You kind of have to invent something to in in order to be an entrepreneur. But I think people are just so confused about like what they have to invent mm. and like how inventive it has to be, you know? People are always thinking that they have to like invent the bicycle or the wheel again, you know, yeah. to 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 become an entrepreneur, but it just doesn't really have to be like that, you know? Mm. And I had like I had a class in innovation and the whole first class just went into discussing whether or not opening a McDonald's in Iceland would be an innovation, you know? Right. There, oh, wait, there's no McDonald's here. There is no McDonald's here, but I mean, there oh was God, I one. I never noticed that. There was one, and it closed down. It's like the only McDonald's in the world that ever, like, closed down. Oh, my God, <laughs> that's amazing. It just makes me love Iceland even more. Ah, oh, that makes me happy to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, in a way, like, that's... People were, like, really... You're like on fire talking about this is not innovation, you know, it's not innovation. But in a sense, I mean, you're just bringing like something that doesn't exist here, you know, mm. to to Iceland. And, and, and in a sense, that's that's innovative, you know. Right. But just in a completely different way than in inventing something completely new, you know. Who brought McDonald's to Iceland? I think it was the Icelandic... Uh, prime minister at that time he like ate the first hamburger at mcdonald's in iceland and there's like a really famous photograph of him like biting that hamburger which is really (laughs) funny it's really iconic i would actually love to have that photograph it's quite cool (laughs) and his name was ronald (laughs) (laughs) exactly how long ago was that i i think it was like a long time ago maybe 20, 30 years or something. 20 years? Can that be? How long did it last? How long was the McDonald's there before it... So first there was like one McDonald's in the centre. It's also quite funny that they only had like one, you know, like one McDonald's. And then that closed down and opened in another place, like in a kind of a suburb. Mm. And then they closed that, I think maybe eight years ago or something like that. But it's quite funny because they opened a new place that's called Metro. And it's just like McDonald's. It just like has like everything is the same. The aesthetics are the same, but it's not. Because you have that shop here, Tea Cafe, Tea and Coffee. Yes, tea. yes. And it's so close to a ripoff of Starbucks. I wonder how they don't get sued. Yeah, but I mean, don't they have like 
these kind of chains just like all over the world? I mean, in coffee? No, I mean just like these kind of coffee coffee chains. There, what do you oh think? Yeah, there's like loads of coffee chains, but I think just like their font is within a, <laughs> is within like a, a centimeter of the Starbucks font, and even really? the labeling, like the store inside, the color scheme, like everything is so similar to Starbucks. I, I didn't like, know this. This is weird. I feel like I've like slipped into a different dimension. Yeah, but I think also like that's also something that people are like constantly thinking about when they are like doing new things. It's like, am I stealing from someone? You know, it's mm. either like, am I stealing from someone, or I'm never gonna tell anybody my idea, and I'm like never gonna talk about it, and that's like so wrong in mm. a sense because you shouldn't be scared of like putting your idea out there because ideas maybe just like ten percent of the actual execution okay. you know yeah. everybody can have ideas and everybody has ideas but like the thing of just doing them you know mm. of making them into something is like such little percentage that happens so I'm all the time like just talk about your ideas like tell me your ideas because uh, by doing that there's like more chance of that happening you know right, yeah, yeah, then you have yeah. like put it out there then it's just not in your mind anymore so is like creating music an innovation is writing a novel an innovation is putting on a play an innovation because I feel like most people always yeah. think of it as being something that's techy you know like yeah. an app or a new invention I think this is a really good question I I actually I don't have the answer you know it's mm. in a way innovation is being creative you know and um, some I've I've thought about this quite a lot as an artist as well, you know, and I think in a way, like the difference between artists and entrepreneurs, is not that big, you mm. know. I think we're like both both types are these crazy people that you know have crazy ideas, and everybody's like, oh, you know, you're so funny, you want to do this this idea, and 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 everybody laughs at you, yeah, you know, at the beginning, and then one of your idea maybe has a breakthrough you know mm. and then it becomes like super big yeah and, yeah and then nobody really laughs at you anymore you know <laughs> so i think like those types are like super super similar yeah but there are things that kind of define or, or make a difference and i think one thing in terms of being an artist is the sustainability you know like that with when you do a startup like the idea is always like to start making money and the money kind of starts rolling and you become sustainable mm. but that's a way of thinking that maybe is not so stuck with artists and that's not necessarily uh, a bad thing that can even be a good thing but mm. it can still drive you into a burnout <laughs> yeah and like the idea of of that like the funding the, the initial capital that you need to yeah. fund a startup yeah, yeah. I feel like pe people who have like a tech idea or something are way more likely to go out to investors and pitch it and say give me I some know. money because I've got this great idea I've got this business plan whereas like the idea of an artist doing that seems so alien I know I know and, and it is it is quite alien yeah and kind of disingenuous like yeah. unauthentic yeah like music should be this or art should be the sacred thing that doesn't doesn't interlink with business and investment and venture capitalism <laughs> yes I mean I think it would be quite weird if an artist would go to like a VC and, and say like I have this amazing idea for a concert yeah give me some money <laughs> But then it seems it like so great. possible in this day and age, you know? Yeah. Like, will Elon Musk fund Grimes' next tour? Oh my God, that would be so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that, but wouldn't that be amazing, you know? It kind of would. 
like in a in a, in a it would be an innovation in itself yeah and in like in a world where everything is just pretty much doomed or like when you think everybody everything is pretty much doomed then mm. like you know then we should just start funding artists that's like yeah. not the worst idea do you know, this is such. This is like a line of, of of conversation that I feel like has been present in pretty much all the podcasts we've I done am. this this weekend, and uh, just a lot of conversations I've had is that people in Iceland really do believe that the planet is doomed. Do they? Oh my god! Yeah, I, yeah, I, more so than any than any conversations I have back home. Really, and we're very okay. near each other. I think I think that makes me still quite happy that you say that because yeah. I feel that no one is kind of aware of the things that are happening well i mean i i i my interest in innovation kind of just started because i like got a burnout because i everything that was happening in the news was so bad you know yeah. and and that's maybe pretty normal because like the news are just about bad things they just like extract everything that's like happening yeah. and and the the worst things and then they make big stories and then I was like, okay, we're just doomed and <laughs> everything is horrible. And I I uh, stopped reading the news for like a few months. And mm-hmm. it was so nice because nothing kind of changes, you know? Yeah. If you don't open, you know, the news. Like ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. At that point, it was. <laughs> and and then I started like reading about innovation. And I I kind of like renewed my faith. You know, in in things that are happening, just to see that like all the big problems, there's like tons of people working on like solving them. You know, okay, yeah, and it's like yeah. problem solving, and I find it like so interesting that this is happening everywhere. You know, mm. and you learn about like crazy things. You know that they're happening, like how how you're like um, saving the oceans. You know, so how like that guy who developed that massive rubbish collecting yes, thing exactly and he was like oh, he was on like a bbc program the yeah. documentary that was on recently about plastic in the ocean and he wasn't he like 14 when he coded his first like platform or yeah, something like I know. some kind of boy genius it's the younger generations they also know how to code and they know everything <laughs> that we don't <laughs> so he's built this like giant sea barrier and yes. it's like a like sea barrier ship that goes around the ocean and where all the kind of seas meet and I where know. all the rubbish collects and sucks up all the rubbish. I know. I, I think it's amazing. And and also, like, when we... Uh, I went, like, to visit the Icelandic Innovation Centre. Right. And there they are, like, developing ways to to um, uh, fish, but not with fishery nets, but with light. What? You know? So they're, like, shooting light out of a boat, like a projection... Yeah. And then they're like, the fish sees the light and like very metaphorically swims into the light. Wow. And it like saves huge like electricity costs and gas costs mm. for the ships, you know. And, and the plastic in all the ropes Yeah, as well. exactly. So, I mean, these things are happening on a, like a much bigger scale and, and it's just like so fantastic, you know. Mm, yeah. And... And also just meeting all these people that are, are like so convinced, you know, about their ideas and so passionate about their ideas. And I mean, that's, that's maybe just a cliche, but it's just so inspiring, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to, to, to like one day you meet Icelandic people who are like growing Icelandic wasabi, you know, oh. and nobody has never heard about that before in Iceland, you know. No, I didn't even know you, wasabi was something you could grow. Yeah, I know. I thought it was just like horseradish or yeah. something. 
And now they have like a greenhouse in the southern part of Iceland where they're like growing like high quality first class wasabi. So was, is wasabi like a, is it like a, is it like horseradish? Is it like a yeah, root it's like the, yeah, it's like the root. Really? And I actually tried it the other day, like not the root, but the leaves mm. because the leaves are like much milder and, right. and they just leave like this very vague taste of wasabi. Oh, wow. So it's like... Just like getting to know the future, and I'm, I'm, I get like so excited about the future. So is that why you took the class, or did the class inspire you to discover more about innovation? I actually, I think I, I like made a little mistake. You know, I didn't really know what it, what it was. Mm. But, you know, I just saw like innovation, and I was like, oh, that's something creative. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, that's maybe something. Need to pick a course. Yeah. Potluck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> I. And then and then I started, and and it was just like completely different actually than than what I imagined, but mm. in a good way, you know. Yeah. So, I think it's just like, yeah, it's it's a nice thing to to have done it, you know. It's like future, of course. It's more fun to learn about the future than to learn so about the past. Do you learn about current innovators? Do you learn about like the Steve Jobses of of the world, or do you learn about like the process of innovation? What was it? What was this the the class on? You learn, I mean, you do different courses, mm. so you learn about different things. It's not that I have like a whole course just about like Steve Jobs, his life, <laughs> you know, <laughs> his career. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough, yeah. But uh, but of course, you like, you, you learn about this, you do like, you know, you do case studies on, on startups and, and I think it's also very important you do like case studies on failures as yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, okay, you know? what's, what's a good example of a failure? Um, I think if it's just take like Steve Jobs for example I don't think it's a failure but you mm. know he got kicked out of his own company yeah he did didn't he so he was like kicked out of Apple for a few years and and then he got back and and that's when things started really didn't rolling didn't he like acquire Pixar or something in the time that he wasn't at Apple yeah I think they did yeah something like mad like that he was like well screw you guys I'm just gonna go and Start yeah. another multi-million pound company <laughs> that's incredibly successful and informs a generation's tastes. Totally. And I mean, and I think also with Steve Jobs um, and I think also Bill Gates is what makes them so special is that they are a very good example of people who are both like entrepreneurs, mm. but also kind of like good CEOs, you know, like yeah. they, they're good in, in, in directing big companies as well. And that's not necessarily like something that goes together. So it happens like a lot of times that people who start something like, and they, you know, start a, a, a startup. And then when the startup has become a company, they just mm. leave the startup, you know, they just sell it. And then they go back to point zero and then they start again, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. just because they thrive in this. There's something very special about the first like year or so before things get big and before the the VC money comes in. So I was working yeah. at a startup maybe oh, really? like three, four years ago. Yeah, ticketing app in the UK called Dice, and really? like being the, the sort of first people on that staff in the early days when you'd have like marketing breakfast and no one really knew how to do marketing. And yeah. I was reading like really random like books about hacking and how to hack stuff, not like hacking like into someone's. Yeah. What's it called? When you do, maybe it is hacking, like hack marketing hacking yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like all that stuff. Growth and hacking, yeah, marketing growth hacking. hacking. That's what it's called. Yeah. Like how how Hotmail always put at the bottom of their emails sent with Hotmail, and that was like the biggest hack yes, to get everyone yes. on Hotmail. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's so interesting. Funny, we were just talking about that the other day. <laughs> no, totally. And I, I kind of like, I like that also. That is like, we're not really experts, but we're just going to become experts. By it's just like doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. And then like, once it became really structured, I got a bit bored. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but that, th- I think I would become also like that. I'm yeah. like, I thrive in this like, you know, atmosphere of just like starting something. And, and But then we went to see this other startup that was like, I think it was like, invested by the guy who did candy crush or something like mm. bonkers like that really? it was like this like it was like a social network for music fans ah uh, yeah and it social was like networks app yeah it was called like crowd mix or something like that and we went to their offices and their offices were like massive and they had like so many staff and like it's like just you know just like a tech playground kind of vibe of an office the sort of thing you'd expect from a silicon roundabout company yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of money there and a lot of, but also we went in and we we're like this is a music company and we don't know anyone who works here we're like this is really weird and they had so many staff and it hadn't launched and we were just like this is really strange also they this is the key for me i was like i don't think this is going to work they spelt the genre indie i-n-d-y Oh, that's a no-no. I know, right? <laughs> what indie fan spells indie i-n-d-y but anyway yeah it was just a really weird experience and i think like seeing that versus how we'd started the app. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like a founding member or anything, just like an early member of staff, but it was like very like scrappy and like, yeah. let's see what we can do organically. And I think it's also like what you mentioned is like, sometimes I get these silly vibes because there are like these kind of stereotypes in the startup world that yeah. are like total cliches and, and you know, like startup kids, you know, and you and you walk into their office and there's like no office, you know, there's just like, I don't know, a, a ping pong board or... Oh my God, that we, were, we, were in, we were in a tech company that had the ping pong tables. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, and I had the like fridge full of beer. Yeah, yeah, And like yeah. all the free food. And, fr- and I was, I just worked at the BBC for eight years where, you know, you, there was a fridge with milk in it and you could make your own yeah. like instant coffee. I also worked at the, at the National Theatre in Iceland and we just had... <laughs> Like one coffee that everybody were just there. There was just, like nothing. Just like granules, just yes, coffee granules. Yes. And then suddenly went into this office where there's like this fridge full of like booze. Yeah. And there's like all this like fruit. And I was like, sorry, like where do I do I put money? Do I donate money somewhere for the fruit? Like, yeah. and they're like, they were like, oh yeah, there's like a change box on the counter. And I was like looking for this change box. And they're like, no, seriously, you just take the fruit. It's like comes every morning. It's free. And I was like, this is insane and then every friday they do like a huge party in the office and oh they invite God, like yeah. all the other startups and they have like a i don't know a person coming to do tattoos or or like they you have know. massages yes yeah okay yeah yeah That's no it. and they this tech company they did a thing where if you'd been there for 10 years it was like 10 10 10 you got like 10 weeks off and they gave you a check for 10 grand oh my god right but i i mean uh, that's also one thing that's quite like funny about the startup world is that you can have like these amazing crazy like disruptive technologies that are gonna change the world you know mm. that are like super successful and then you can just have like something that's like super silly but it's a complete hit because i think i think there was like one startup it's like an app that you download and it's like a beer app you know that you can just like you like roll your phone and then you can see like a beer appearing and the foam and everything and and you roll the phone and and <laughs> the, it changes like by how you roll the phone it's like something like really 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 silly and it's like a huge hit it was like number one in the app store when it came out wow but then is that just like a flash in the pan is that like a flappy bird that's gonna is there one day and it's gone the next and i'm sure the person has made a good amount of money off yeah. it but will it is it enough to like 
for, to sustain you for the rest of your Pro- life. No, probably. Well, well, maybe. Yeah. I think this guy like made enough money to sustain him for the rest oh. of his life, and that's what I find also quite funny, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of like that as well. That yeah. you can just do something that's a bit silly. I listened to like a, a podcast about a startup. It was like a guy who just you know coded some apps, yeah. and he made like a, a Bible app but made it in Spanish or something like that because there wasn't one and it just became like massive. But then he had this like internal dilemma because he was making all this money but like off the Bible <laughs> and it was like it's kind of, it's just, yeah, the question that's wrong or? <laughs> I know, right? Like sort of like a weird like religious ethics thing. Like you're making so much money off just like yeah. all these like Spanish speaking Jesus fans. <laughs> then do you have to give the money back to the church or do you keep it and just live a lavish lifestyle yeah i think it, i don't know what would jesus do what would jesus do that's <laughs> that's probably the biggest question <laughs> um here in iceland you have uh, the pirate i mean everywhere has the pirate party now right yes uh, yes being, but it's quite popular here it's very popular in yeah. iceland and is one of their policies something to do with um patents and how if you patent something but then you never use it the patent expires after a certain amount of time I, I'm actually not so sure but I think like one of the reasons the pirate party became so big in Iceland is because they managed to kind of expand out of this kind of computer world mm. you know and and they managed to just be- become a little bit bigger than that yeah so they have like all kinds of policies on like different subjects you know art artists uh, for example so they're not like these typical computer geeks you know as the pirate parties in the in the other countries but one thing that's like also talking about patents one thing is like i mean everybody's talking about patents you know that's like so important you know you should get a patent Mm. but in the startup world i think sometimes just the first to market strategy is just like much more important than a patent you know sometimes you just and it's it's just can it's so difficult to get a patent and it can take years so now like the only companies that that are in the process of getting patents are like uh, uh healthcare like you know startups or 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 yeah startups that are like like developing like a screw that's like mm. insanely new and it's going to change the world you know but for people with beer apps like the one that yeah, i mentioned yeah. then just go first to market just go yeah yeah <laughs> the f- first mover advantage yeah yeah totally totally and that's like not necessarily bad so what are your favorite current innovations then things that you learned about on the course or things that you've seen people doing in the maybe past five to ten years mm, besides opening a mcdonald's in iceland um, <laughs> <laughs> well you can't really beat that no <laughs> um i think we have like a lot of uh nice uh startups here in iceland and that's I mean, I f- I feel quite lucky that I get to hear about what's happening, you know, and what uh, these people are developing. We had like a, we had a, there was a business plan competition that just finished now, and and the the startup that won, they they have they're called Flow VR, and they have this um, v- uh, virtual reality meditation kind of technology. So you like put on the virtual reality equipment. And it takes you into like a 10 minutes kind of meditation set where mm. you're just like in Icelandic nature. Uh, and it's like in a, in a time when everything is just so fast and things pass so quickly. I think this is like a really nice uh, startup. Just like going deep into meditation. There's really talented people that are behind that. Yeah. Um, 
Then there's also an Icelandic startup that's called Videntifier, and they are this kind of facial recognition tool. And Interpol has been using their technology for like many years to to deal with uh, child pornography uh, on the internet, you know? Wow. And, and they just made like a huge contract with Facebook now. And I think it's nice because like nobody knows really about these startups because they're kind of behind the curtains startups and yeah. uh, not as famous as Apple or or you know whatever or Elon Musk you yeah, know yeah. but but they're still doing like really amazing things and uh, we also have some like music related startups here that are doing nice things there's like an, uh, a computer game that's called Mozilla that's kind of teaching uh, kids to play instruments uh, through an app oh wow and she has kind of created like a whole world with like characters that play different instruments and and that's a really really nice it's really cute i think it's like all mice it's like all the characters are mice (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's like a lot a lot of things this is like three hundred forty thousand people in iceland i know i know how are you so productive as a society it's crazy it's crazy also with um, art, there's just like so many artists here compared to like how few we are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think maybe there's something in the water, but <laughs> but there's just also something, this sense of being independent, you mm. know, that everybody's just doing something on their own. And and that kind of turns out into very high uh, uh, artistry or uh, innovation level. Mm. And I think that's quite nice, you know. I think it's that's uh, when artificial intelligence has taken over the world, like everybody's talking about. I think there are like two people that or two types of people that are left, and that's like entrepreneurs and artists, because it's like right, ideas yeah. is is something that you just can't create artificially, like yet, know? yet, maybe, maybe in the future. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how would that look like, like. Uh, Artificial intelligence dance performances. Siri, solve climate change. (laughs) Do some choreography. (laughs) Siri, what's the best hook for this chorus? (laughs) Is there anything that we haven't talked about, anything we've missed? Mm, Well, just talking about like different types of um, entrepreneurs, I think it's like so important to like realize that you don't have to like I said, they like invent the wheel, you know, you mm. don't have to be like, you know, doing new things because it happens so rarely today that you're doing something completely new. And I think entrepreneurs can just like be found in so many different places that you wouldn't expect them. And mm. I, I kind of wrote my thesis about uh, entrepreneurs that are like inside big companies, you know, that are like trying to change or trying to be like innovative inside like big corporate companies you know because these people they do exist and they're like constantly trying to push boundaries yeah and and that's what's kind of uh, moving change forward you know they're kind of the people that are like initiating change within these companies so instead of trying to set up a brand new company they're just innovating within the corporation that they're already a part of yes and and is there an example yeah, I mean, Nokia, for example, they... Oh my God, Nokia. Yes, do you remember Nokia? <laughs> yes, 3210. Yes. But you know, before Nokia was a phone company, they made boots, you know? I did not know that. They, they were like, like, they're like, they made amazing boots, just like rain boots, you know? <laughs> what? 
And then the market just became like really uh, hard and they decided to just innovate and see which markets they should move into and expand into. And they went into the phone business, mm -hmm. you know? So that's like an amazing, amazing journey of like one company. Is it a Finnish company, Nokia? It's a Finnish company, yeah. But yeah. What happen what's happened now? Is Nokia still going? Have they I think adapted? they're still going, yeah. And then yeah. They, they went into some other technologies. So they're like, they're still going. Right, cool. And that's like a, such a nice example of a company that's like super adaptable to, to change, you know? Tough as old boots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, who knows? Maybe they'll go back to boots when, you know, climate change changes the, the weather, you know? Yeah, maybe. If you were going to innovate, if you're going to create something now, have you got got an idea have you been i don't i would have i would few, just open a few a beers at airwaves and going do you know what i'm gonna do i would just open a karaoke bar i think that would just be my innovation <laughs> you don't have a karaoke bar here you have a karaoke night i know they Tuesdays. don't have a karaoke bar with rooms you need like you need a person to open a karaoke bar so i've only been here one week and i have googled karaoke bar Reykjavik. so uh, yeah i know i know I'm I'm doing some research now, going to karaoke bars in all the cities that I go to. I mean, give me a shout when you're in London. Yes. I'm so up for that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. A big thanks to Mark Hawker. Thanks to Iceland Airwaves as well. We had a great weekend. Tickets are on sale for 2019. You have been listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. This is a podcast from the line of Best Fit, produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. We upload a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the internet. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can leave us a nice review. See you very soon. <laughs>